I'm not a preacher, and I'm not drunk. I'm just a politician. Everybody, come out of your houses. Clarence Hillian is going to make you a super human being. Welcome back to Crackpot Cinema. No idea what episode this is. Our first recording since uh, October, since our Rain Wilson episode. Thank you, Rain. Um, and if you want to freak out Rain Wilson, which you definitely should want to do, please, at this late date, tweet to him, hashtag on the right track and see what happens. Uh, another superstar, another network television player joins us today as our first ever guest co-host. I am honored to welcome back the mighty Pat Healy, Mike, actor, it, writer, director. Pleasure and an honor. Oh. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to go on. Yeah, well, that's on. another thing. Yeah, we discovered that uh, I actually do have to introduce people. Yeah, I even am though not, we gave uh, you the Gilbert intro last time. Right, that was that was that, that's enough of that. Uh, I am uh, not a, a writer, producer on things like uh, Superstore and Family Guy. <laughs> I am uh, an actor and a filmmaker, writer. Funny man, some might say, cineast. Yeah. Uh, currently, uh, I guess you can see me on in the film Run, which is on Hulu. I highly recommend it with Sarah Paulson. And uh, uh, Station 19, which is the, the show that I am on, which is on Thursdays on ABC. You can catch season three, which I am in on Hulu or wherever you get your movie TV shows on, as they say. And uh, season four, which is now airing on ABC and I guess on Hulu the next day. My uh, my therapist is a fan of Station 19. Oh, is that Not right? a fan of yours. Yeah. Found That's this out nice the other day. That's nice that it came up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Engineer Ben chiming in for a second yes. here. We, I was just having a family lunch right before this podcast. And uh, my daughter, Lily, asked me, "Who's the who are you podcasting with today? And I said, uh, Mike. And Pat Healy. And she said, Pat Healy? Wow, movie star. Mm. And I said, yeah. And she said, can you ask him a question for me? And I said, okay. <laughs> and she said, can you ask him how old that guy is in that movie with him? Um, you know the one I'm talking about. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Is it The Innkeepers? <laughs> no, uh, it's much hipper. And I mean, not, oh. listen, I'm the biggest Ty West fan I know. But uh, no, it's much more recent. Uh, turned out, and and so then, and then, but my wife knew what she was talking about. But then it still took them two minutes of sort of fumfering to describe the movie because they didn't remember the name of it. And they were like, you know, it's the one with the guy, and then he's, and then they, there's a guy, and then there's a girl, and then at the end they're in a band together. And I'm like, what? Oh, oh, oh Dinner yeah. in America, you which we just that. watched. Right. We just watched that at the Milwaukee Film Festival. Which, uh, Mike, online. if you haven't seen that, yeah, you know, that's that that movie's a okay. for you. On the list, like tonight. Pretty much made Thank for you. you. I don't know for how you can watch it, but... Uh, so, my so my 20-year-old daughter's question to you is how old is So it's like guy? dating appropriate thing, right? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what the question He's a gentleman in his early 30s, but he is a, oh, no, a great no, actor, no. Kyle Gallner. Yeah. But he has a uh, married and has uh, two uh, small boys, young boys. So, oh, well, maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they more Coming up behind him. <laughs> but uh, he's great. He's going to be in the new Scream uh, reboot. Oh, or whatever they call it, sequel. I don't know. Yeah. So okay, I'm, uh, I'm butting back out of this conversation. Thank you, Ben. Glad we cleared My that pleasure. up, Lily. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, Pat, I want to say, yeah, you are in three definitive cult films of the 21st century, which would be The Innkeepers and Compliance and The uh, Incredible Cheap Thrills. And then I was trying to go through, I was going through your filmography, have you done an actual crackpot cinema film? Good question. I'll tell you the one I think is closest, and this is a movie I really liked, was Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, yeah, that is a bananas movie. It's bananas, and I think like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we'll be so of this moment in such a hugely entertaining way that that is yeah, crackpot so in the making. Like, uh, uh, over the top about its target. It almost is kind of like an Italian. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a giallo type yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, I think sometimes when things are so uh, right, they seem on the nose at the time. And then later on, like, like idiocracy, you know, it's like, right, uh, right. I mean, I always loved it, but uh, it's, yeah. it, was, it was so on the nose. It didn't hit its audience until we were actually living in it. Yeah, till we so far surpassed it that yeah. it was and no longer King and Comedy, comedy. I think yeah. the same way, you know. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it actually happened, you know. Yeah. Nobody paid attention at the time, but that's right. the world we're living in now. So right. it's either funnier or more prescient or more disturbing right. or perhaps all three. I always think that about Videodrome. I remember yeah. seeing Videodrome at the Music Box, some horror festival, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, and going, oh, my God, that's Google. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and Videodrome is a is is a movie that I just keep seeing popping up in other movies. I mean, since since 1980 was in 82, 83, 83, and, yeah. And, uh, just its influence is, is yeah. quite massive. Yeah. So uh, Patrick is uh, here. I'm going to call you Patrick. We're going to okay. talk about the movies. Patrick. <laughs> and, uh, name. Patrick still lives, and uh, you're sitting in today for Aaron Lee. Who yes. is the usual co-host? And look, Thank I'm not so going to try and be Aaron. I'm no Aaron. I'll never be Aaron. <laughs> okay, Dad. I'm just me. <laughs> so uh, he is uh, sidelined by some work stuff. So someday he'll be back. But uh, you so am I, also... but I'm not complaining. Exactly. Yeah, you, know, you rise to the occasion. You know, there's work to be done with Patrick, and Patrick still lives. Yeah. And uh, Pat Healy is going to join us again for the next episode. Which um, I'll just we'll just announce this up front and commit to it because we just settled. Well, then it today. you'll change it anyway. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's part of the thrill. <laughs> yeah, that's how we are. do it. Uh, but in honor of Kino Lorber sending uh, putting out some incredible Blu-rays, we're going to do a double feature of Busted Loose with Richard Pryor and Cicely Tyson, and DC Cab next time. So that'll be in a couple of weeks. So and might I recommend? Uh, Heartily, one of my favorites that, that is now out on Kino Lorber, Amazon Women on the Moon, with oh. a, a audio commentary by the great Mike McPadden and Kat Ellinger. That is a movie that uh, played in the trailer, played forever, and the poster was up in the theater we worked at in high school. And then it opened in one theater in Chicago at the Water Tower Theater. I think it played for a week, but we all we had the day off. It was that Columbus Day holiday, which is now not called Columbus Day. But we all went downtown and, and saw it. <laughs> must have, it. I didn't realize till I put it on the other day that uh, I. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I know every single word and every single music cue and thing in that. Wow. In that. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Good awesome. Job, well, thank Mike. you for the, that plug. And uh, we're actually, my wife and I are going to watch that tonight. Oh, that's so good. With the commentary. 
There's always I things I've I never forget. actually watched a commentary of my. Have you? You've Pat. You've done commentaries. Yeah. Have I watched the commentary? No, I don't think I ever have because I just feel like I've done it. Like yeah, I probably no, that's won't it. listen yeah. to this either. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah, no, I, I absolutely do. And um, I remember George but, Carlin used to, you know, back in the day with the, uh, uh, you know, before digital, he had that joke about a uh, one hour photo. You just saw the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> totally. Do you watch your movies and TV shows? I, I, yeah, I do. Usually, I mean, not yeah. always the television. I, I might watch my scenes. Right. Just to, to sort of see what I'm doing if it's all right. Uh, right. Movies, yeah. Always, yeah. unless I know it's a stinker, and and even then, you know, sometimes I'll, right, I'll uh, I'll see it, uh, but um, in some I've seen many times because they played festivals, and they're just like cheap thrills. I've probably seen twenty times because you couldn't resist sitting in an audience with that movie of every course, time. Yeah. It was like gangbusters. Yeah. So yeah, uh, compliance less so because I think we talked about that last time. It's this becomes uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and, no, uh, that's compliance is a, is a. I put compliance up there with martyrs. Have you ever seen that the French yes, movie Martyrs? I saw yeah. that once. It was a. Uh, that was in not terms for me. of traumatizing, <laughs> yeah, but incredibly powerful. It, yeah, no, it was very well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, in Great World of Sound, which is the first movie I did with Craig Zobo, I did compliance. I saw that quite a lot too, because that that's that was the first lead that I did and played a lot of festivals and things. So. Um, some more than others, and there's movies that I'm in that I love that I watched and I sort of ignore myself in, like Magnolia or Assassination right. of Jesse James, or you know, um, things like that, that that I've seen quite a bit. But but yeah, I'll, I'll usually watch it once. Now Magnolia is interesting because one one degree off, and it would be a crackpot cinema classic. Yeah, like well, if it Go- didn't Ghost work, World I've seen a lot because yeah. that's just sort of you know right. that's a that's, well that's just that's a very the mean best. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of the television stuff, I, people are always surprised to hear that. Like, my mom will be surprised, like, how are you watching? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> 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 I think my favorite is, like, a friends, you know, very well-meaning, send me photos from their phone of the screen of them watching it. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. Which is nice, but it's just right. like, you know, it's not like... Yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> right. I will say this. Of the two films that I wrote, of which I am credited as the screenwriter, uh, which is The uh, Devil and Miss Jones 5, The Inferno. Oh, wow. And Animal Instincts 3, The Seductress. I've seen them dozens of times. Sure. <laughs> well, how does it feel to be part of those legacies of those, those popular uh, franchises? Well, the greatest feel? part, the greatest thing about... Well, I, I wrote some other movies. These were all for the... Uh, you know, new wave porno director Gregory Dark. Uh, right. But the other ones were really not good. But those are the two. Like, Devil Miss Jones Vive, I'm actually uh, as proud as a hardcore pornography screenwriter can be of his product. Uh, I think it's really funny, and it came out really good. De- Animal 6-3 is a oh, disaster. But, I mean, it's a late, it's a Skinamax movie. Right. Um, what's interesting about it is that Oh, we've talked about this because we had the president of the Writers Guild West on. But right, every five years or so, I get 200 bucks uh, in royalties because yeah. apparently it was hugely popular in the Philippines. Well, I will tell you that, you know, the checks that I get for Home Alone 3, which I shot in Chicago in 1995, 96, are still huge. Wow. 
Because it's, it's just a, I mean, A, it's a holiday movie, and yeah. B, it's a kid's movie, and it's just, yeah. I mean, they're bigger than bigger movies that I've been right. in that I've worked on for a long time that are more recent. Right. So that whole thing is, is, is always fun. So, uh, Patrick, and uh, Patrick still lives. Let's uh, move on to our subjects here. Did we, um, what do we do? Do we talk about the movies first, or do we talk about our rating systems? We do our first? rating systems to kick okay. things off. Uh, well, you, you're the you, guest, so please. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming people are familiar with this by now. Yes, this is our thumbs up, thumbs down, whether we like it or dislike <laughs> it. I tried to think like you. Uh, I have Patrick or Ass Pick. <laughs> That's better than my first one. Patrick or Rat's Dick. Fantastic. Uh, I'm proud of this one. Psycho... Psychokinesis or micro penises. Okay, that's that's so good. <laughs> and then just just to honor the, uh, I had comatose or aroma gross, but I should have done. Oh, that that's great! That kinesis. might be the best one because I had comatose or pinch and loaf. <laughs> that's better. That's uh, very Mad Magazine. And then I have for for Patrick still lives. I have. <laughs> yeah, we won't use these because they're too complicated. But just for, <laughs> just humor me. Patrick Please. still lives. Or scat flick swills piss. <laughs> Patrick still lives. <laughs> or batshit landfill jizz. Wow! Holy moly! Well, well we're going to use both of those I spent when we get the Patrick still lives. <laughs> yeah. Look, spoiler alert: we're not going to need them. No, okay. no, exactly. Yeah, so. no, no, yeah, exactly. No, I love both these fucking insane yeah, movies. <laughs> Uh, wow, I I'm uh, I I feel like I've underperformed here. I had Patrick or crap shit, <laughs> and the one that is subtle that I was kind of proud of was coma or stoma. <laughs> I saw stoma and I thought too highbrow. Well, and then I then I I I, I, wrote, I grabbed the definition. A stoma for our listeners is an opening of the abdomen that can be connected to either your digestive or urinary system to allow waste. Urine or faces, spelled with the A, British style. The Irish Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gaelic. To be diverted out of your body. So I, I don't know. I, I think we'll go with... Uh, I really liked uh, Comatose or Aroma Gross. Yeah, that, that's the you. most crackpot Mad Magazine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they both get comatose from me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I. Hey, can I, I throw in my two? Two, please. Two? Yeah, I came up yeah. with some too. Uh, yours are much better than mine, but uh, I did Patrick or bad shit, but that's not. But but then I really tried to like think about the 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 Patrick versus Patrick still lives, and there was uh, land down under or hand job blunder. <laughs> Great <laughs> figures into Patrick, hand job right? Figures yeah. into the movie. Yeah. So. yeah, right. And then Vegemite sandwich or Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> you really went with the. Uh, I went with the locales, uh, yeah. Yeah. Didgeridoo or <laughs> piddly poo. Something Didgeridoo. Yeah. Yeah. Piddly poo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Patrick from 1978. Uh, do a, a synopsis quickly. Uh, Patrick is a freaky looking young dude with a saucy mum who brings home a male caller for a communal bath. Uh, Patrick mur- murders his mum and the old fella by hilariously tossing a heating lamp of some sort into the yeah, tub. A space heater. Yeah. The space heater. What, what our American audiences might call. 
<laughs> First, it sets his mom's wig on fire. His, his mom's <laughs> boobs are out, by the way. Well, after the guy kind of tosses it at her, it does. He has it first <laughs> yeah, right. and throws it at yeah, her. Yeah, he gets like a hot potato. He's <laughs> yeah. like, hot potato, hot potato. Uh, and she's then, wearing a uh, wig so, in the bathtub, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. She's uh, concerned about aesthetics. Um, Patrick takes up residence. Oh, he goes into a coma with his eyes open. Uh, he takes up residence at the Roger Clinic, where he's studied by a hideous Dr. Roger, Robert Heltman, and a nurse team seen o- overseen by mean matron Cassidy, Julia Blake, nurse Kathy Jacquard, Susan uh, Pahaligian, <laughs> takes over Patrick's care. They form a bond. Kathy's ex-husband, Ed, Co- Ed Jacquard, uh, is trying to get back with her while she's also dating relatively hunky Dr. Brian Wright. Nurse Kathy gets Patrick to communicate by spitting and telekinetically using a, type, a typewriter. She also gives him a hand job. Uh, Patrick starts messing stuff up remotely for Kathy, kills Matron Cassidy. Dr. Roger tries to kill him and gets killed. Kathy kills Patrick. Then he jumps out of bed, scares the shit out of everybody. And the last shot is Patrick opening his eyes again. So that's the movie we're up against. Right. It uh, it's it's a cool movie. It 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 has this electrical menace from the beginning. So from the, the over a black screen, you hear this like crackling, and I thought my TV and my sound system was <laughs> fucked yeah, up. Right. And then this you know very jarring eye opening, Patrick's eye opening. Um, and then there's just like from the beginning, there's like the streetcar you know that she gets off yeah. sparks and yeah. the neon sign at the uh, at the clinic, which, you know, says entrance, but, you know, when it gets uh, screwed up, it says just trance. Trance, cool. get it? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and uh, so you're, you're sort of, you know, this cool Hitchcockian visual, uh, uh, you know, imagery, uh, visual storytelling is sort of set up this, you know, what we don't quite know is going to happen yet. And I should say that Richard Franklin, the director, was uh, an Australian, but he went to USC in the late 60s, and uh, met Hitchcock, had him come do a Q&A for a rope, and then Hitchcock had him on the set of Topaz, and uh, was, he was kind of a protege of Hitchcock. So this, he, he apparently saw Psycho when he was 12 years old, and it changed his life. So, Sure. Uh, and then he, when he came over here, he, he got to make Psycho too, which must have been a, a dream come true. Yeah. Um, I, so, But he has a really good... Uh, visual sense, you know, visual style, storytelling. Um, this movie's really cool looking. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, um, doesn't look like an exploitation film, you know. For the most no, part. I agree with you, yeah. And, um, yeah, Psycho 2 is a movie that, like, from the time I first heard of it, I said, this cannot exist. And then it's, you know, it ain't half bad. It's way no. better than any Psycho 2 should be. It's kind of the uh, breakthrough Dennis Franz uh, movie. That was That's kind of true. like <laughs> oh, yeah. that, you know, established him. Or he played that character for a while. That's the sleaze ball yeah. body double. Well, first he was in. He was in a bunch of De Palma movies. Yeah, and then that really kind of put him over the well, top. Well, they, yeah. they shot the Fury in Chicago, which the Fury fits into this era of these uh, psychokinesis movies. You know, yes, Carrie, yeah. the Fury, uh, right? I guess Scanners a few years later. Yeah, the Sender. Well, there's a few others, I think, but. Uh, but yeah, they shot that in Chicago, so all these Chicago actors have these small roles, and I guess that's right. where he's discovering Dennis Franz, you know, right. uh, organic theater. Uh, I think he was a part of the organic theater. That's like Stuart Gordon and uh, right. Chuck Taylor and all those, 
people like David that. David Mamet, even, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but 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 we digress. Uh, so, yeah, to- we should... Yeah, talk about Richard Franklin a little more, though, his other credits. Um, he, he did a couple movies that I saw in the theater. So right after Psycho 2 was Cloak and Dagger, which is a Dabney Coleman, Henry yeah. Thomas uh, movie, uh, which is a Henry Thomas in uh, real, after E.T., in uh, Real Danger from Spies, and he imagines his sort of imaginary friend is this Dabney Coleman, who's this character that he knows from, is it from a book or a can't remember he's like i don't a, know i've never seen it it's good I, you know i i liked it when i was a kid he came out in 83 80, 84 80, 84 yeah and uh at the time universal was always doing these sneak previews of movies right. so, you know so you get to see whatever the universal release was and then you see that movie the week before so we saw that with tank which is a james Garner wow i know that movie i think else. about that movie regularly again i've never seen it but it, it had. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it was, I, it's not good, but uh, I was uh, on a subway platform. There were posters for it all over the subway in New York, and I was on the platform. I was a teenager. I was going to summer school. Yeah, and, but perhaps uh, it, it, Cloak and Dagger was better because it was the second feature, and, it, and it, right. it, you know, Tank was so abysmal to us. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen it since, but but I watched Cloak and Dagger probably within the last ten years. And you know, what's always interesting to me is to watch these movies that were made for kids that have horrendous acts of violence perpetrated either <laughs> yeah. against the kid like right. real like right. someone gets shot and is bleeding and falls down the stairs and yeah. stuff like that so yeah that's like a you know cloak and dagger espionage movie for kids well let um, me ask a question related to that because yeah. something struck me always weird i was obsessed with whatever midnight movies were playing in uh, manhattan at the time and for one week one night of the because the eighth street playhouse where the rocky Horror picture show was right they had midnight movies seven nights a week and for one night, they showed Cloak and Dagger. When, really what year weird. is it? So, like, sure, you know, not long after it came out. And it was not a hit, so it's not like they were trying to just goose up the box office or something. Yeah, It was I somebody's mean, weird aesthetic choice. Maybe it's a Richard Franklin thing. Maybe it's yeah. uh, a... Maybe they thought it was... A, there are other movies called Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, I know probably yeah. a few. Uh, I, I, I just remember thinking it was cooler than I remembered because it had, like, real... Uh, you know, violence in it, which you know, you yeah. movies now would be so tame, and probably you know that that fucked all of us up. And then uh, I saw but, that uh, Dabney Coleman said two or three times a year, people come up to him and talk to him about Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie yeah. that people our age saw. I think on uh, yeah. you know, I don't think a lot of people saw it in the theater, but it was on HBO, you know, right. every day after right. that. Um. And then uh, a movie that I have a fondness for, which I think we talked about in our Capricorn 1 episode. Yes, we We're did. talking about Jerry Goldsmith that keeps coming up, Link. That's right. Link, 1986. 1987, 86. So, 86. Yeah, so yeah. I saw that in the theater. It has a great Jerry wow. Goldsmith score. I guess all three yeah. of these movies have Jerry Goldsmith scores. If I'm not I don't mistaken. even know if Link opened in New York. Yeah, it played in the suburbs of Chicago. Wow. And uh, I have the Avery Saraband uh, right. vinyl soundtrack still. Uh, it's a crazy Jerry Goldsmith uh, synth score. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a Elizabeth Shue, uh, not dissimilar from uh, Patrick, I guess. She goes to work for a weird scientist <laughs> in, a, right. in a creepy old house. Yeah. And uh, there's a crazy monkey. Terrence and orangutan, you see that it was written by Everett Roche, who wrote Patrick. Right. 
Yeah, so there's the there's and who the, also uh, wrote Long Weekend. Uh, did you ever see that? No, I still haven't. I need oh, to see because they had all those. It's, uh, Australian it's on Amazon Prime movies. now. They had it on Criterion too, so I'll check yeah. it out. I mean, I, I really end up liking these movies. Like uh, the one I saw recently was uh, Bruce Beresford's Money Movers, which is really good. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't one. seen that. No, it's like an armored car heist movie uh, from the late seventies. Right, it's not well, like any great. other movie. Yeah. It's, Surprising the kind of movies he made after that. It's super hyper violent uh, armored wow. car movie. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, he, that was. I saw that on one of these streaming. I mean, I guess it was on Criterion, but I think it's on like one of those Canopy yeah. or something like that. But uh, maybe it's on Shutter too. No, of right. it would be on Shutter. But long long weekend is. Um... It's another one. Like, the script is great, but without the right director, Colin Eggleston, the right actors, the right, right cinematography, the every the music, it would not work. And it just works so perfectly. I it's, mean, it's Wake a, and Fright, that's one. I mean, that's a little earlier, but that is a Wake and Fright, I've never seen because I'm really? scared of the kangaroo. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I tell people who are bear animal people that yeah. wait yeah. not to see it. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I will crazy. eventually, but that's what that is actually what has kept me off it. Yeah, I mean, you would love it otherwise, but that's it. Yeah, it's but really I have intense. to see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a real life kangaroo hunt in it, and and uh, the uh, I have not seen Road Games, which is a Richard Goodman's movie. After Very this, good. I, Very I good. I love Stacy yeah. Keach. He's one of my. Yeah. If he had been in a hit movie in the seventies, of I mean, I love Bat City and the New Centurions yeah. and uh, uh, um, oh, uh, Twinkle the one, Twinkle the, Killer Kane. I don't like that one so much, but I love. Oh, it's my favorite. There's one that I've seen twice because there's one print of it, and I heard you guys mention it, but now you haven't seen it, which I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. The, the Dion Brothers, aka the Gravy Train. Yes, we're doing that on seventies. Yeah. So you, have you seen it? No, no, we haven't seen it yet. You figured out how to see it though? No, but we will. We'll I saw it. a print of it, and then in L.A. at the Cinematheque, there was a Jack Starrett double feature with uh, a Race with the Devil, and then. Um, uh, then Jim booked it at the Eastman House when he was working there. My brother. This is Jim Healy, your Jim brother. Jim Healy, my brother, yeah. And and it was the same print. So I think that's the only oh, cool. print. I, you know, so I hope you can find it because it's yeah. it's it truly is the uh, the you know prototypical Tarantino movie. Uh, you know, from I mean, it's it's uh, from the early seventies. It's it's pretty wild in its use of humor and violence and and all that stuff. But it's uh, it's a great movie. But yeah, he. None of those movies really hit, so um, you know he's had a great career, obviously, and yeah. I think he had his struggles with with alcohol during yeah. that time too. But um, he was in a play that uh, it's funny because uh, I guess I'll just say this: he's coming up on Gilbert Gottfried's uh, Amazing oh, Colossal podcast, um, and I saw that in the calendar, and I was like, Frank, Frank, so Frank Santa Padre, who was our first guest on this show, yes, who was the Gilbert's co-host, yeah. And um, I said, please ask him about the play Solitary Confinement, written by Rupert Holmes, <laughs> which I saw somehow my mother and sister got Broadway tickets. And it is the most mind-blowing fucking thing I've ever seen in a theater. Wow. And it bombed. It got terrible reviews. It didn't run. I mean, the audience went berserk. So what it is, and apparently it does get revived, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. Uh, Stacy Keach plays this eccentric billionaire who is paranoid. He's terrified of the world. He lives in this mansion, operates his business out of one room, and there are just video screens everywhere. So he's talking to people on the video screens. A uh, disgruntled ex-employee breaks into his compound and is coming to kill him. 
and you see this on the security cameras and stuff. Uh, and then it starts, the guy gets in, sneaks into a knight, a suit of armor, because he's got, you know, like bear heads and things like that around. And then uh, the two of them are fighting, going back and forth. But every time somebody's mask gets ripped off, it's Stacy Keach. It's an amazing, like, acrobatic stunt that they pull off. And then at the end, uh, everybody on the video camera rips their makeup off, and it's Stacy Keach. So he actually played everyone that was on the stage, so except the for one other was actor. pre-recorded. Wow. Yeah. Well, I was going to say he did it. I don't remember this, but I'm sure you do. HBO in the 80s had those filmed plays. Yes, yes. So they had, like, The Rainmaker with Tommy Lee Jones and Catherine uh-huh. Ross. But they had a... a Wait until dark with Stacy Keach and the, I don't uh, remember uh, that uh, no. in the Alan Arkin role, right? Um, who was the? Who was do you remember the, the actress? Is that one was Catherine Ross. That might have been Catherine Ross. Right. I don't remember. Well, she'd have been I remember good. Groucho, yeah. the one man Groucho show. That was with Gabe Kaplan. I saw that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to my friend's Paul, my friend Paul's house, and we watched that one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, you know, he's great. I mean, again, yeah. we, we digress. So, uh, um, yeah, we were. Oh, so I want to say Richard Franklin's early stuff. He started in like those uh, saucy softcore films. Right, yeah. Legend of Eskimo Mel. The true story of Eskimo Mel. Like Fantastic. After he went back to Australia yeah. after Hollywood, he yeah. did those softcore movies. Right. Well, he did Phantasm with an F from 1976, which right. uh, is like the idea is that it's a saucy letters magazine, like Penthouse Forum, and, and you see the movies. Uh, you, the movie shows you the letters come to life. And it stars uh, Ushi Degard, who's, you know, right up there wow. uh, among my favorites ever. And uh, the sequel, Phantasm Comes Again, was directed by Colin Eggleston. And that oh, really? stars, that features the great Rainbow Smith, who's my all-time favorite actor. So pre, pre-Lost Weekend. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so it was 76, was 77. Sort of yeah. Softcore was the farm team in Australia. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, right up to it. So it was 76, right. 77. And then Lost Week, Long Weekend, and uh, Patrick came out in 78. So, And then Franklin got tired of Hollywood and went back to Australia and made some, I guess, some pretty well-regarded movies mm-hmm. there, you know, that were like award winners and stuff, yeah. but they weren't really international travelers, whereas this right. movie was, you know, a, you know, kind of an international sensation, Patrick, right. a bit. I, I in, certainly in the, remember it coming out. And my first knowledge of it was Gene Siskel selected it as a dog of the week. I, I was going to say, you, I didn't look that up, but I was guessing you, I you couldn't had some find knowledge it. about that. I couldn't find it, but he was doubled over with laughter, talking about Patrick spitting. Right. And well, you know they was, cut it, right? They cut it by like 20 minutes. Right, and then they right, did the yeah. Mad Max thing where they dubbed it over with yes, the American right. accents. Which uh, the doctor apparently tried to sue. He was like, yeah, who, can yeah. Yeah, he's like <laughs> who can I actor. sue? He's like this actor. He's a very strange looking guy. You think he's like strange because he's an older man and he's yeah. had plastic surgery. But then you go back and you see him in like yeah. red shoes. Or <laughs> yeah, Most people right. your audience probably knows him as the child catcher who people are terrified yes. of. And Chitty Chitty, Chitty Bang Chitty Bang. Bang, Bang yes. He's just always a weird looking dude. But. It yeah. looked like somebody, like, if you didn't know who he was, you'd be like, was that guy one of the judges on The Gong Show? Like, yeah. like that one was weird, like, Rip Taylor, like... Said, he looks like boiled. He looks like his yeah. skin has been, like, he's been boiled. Like, yeah. the skin is way too soft for, like, yes. everything else yeah. that's going on in his yeah. face. I don't know if it was a surgery or what, but, yeah, apparently he did try to sue because they dubbed his, his magnificent voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. It's like he's an Englishman. The, the main actress yeah. is English. They, they were... Um, it's kind of like, you know, whenever they shoot a movie uh, in another city other than L.A. or New York, they 
the locals get pissed off because they just bring the talent in from, yeah. from from elsewhere. But I guess that was what they were doing in Australia at the time. Uh, yeah. She was in some movie that I wasn't familiar with that he saw her in and, and brought her over for. I'm not right. going to try and pronounce her name, but it's very um, Pen Penhaligon would be one way. Penhaligon. I looked at, at the remake of this, which was 2013. Right. They named right. a character after her. Oh. Some of the other actors from this are in it, but she's not. But they right. they named one of the actors. One of the characters has the last name of that. So maybe if you watch that, you can figure out how it's yeah. pronounced. But um, I had no idea there was a remake till I started researching this. I didn't that. either. Yeah, no. and it has Charles Dance and uh, Rachel Griffiths is in it. Rachel Griffiths is a great actress, yeah. but I'll never watch that. It's no, hard. the idea of it's hard. It's directed by the guy who made Not Quite Hollywood, which is the. Ozploitation oh, documentary, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean that would just that just like set you know three months of movie watching for me when I first saw that. And he also did Machete yeah. Maidens Unleashed, mm, which is the Philippine. That. That's great. It's about the Filipino exploitation movies. So right, both the Roger Corman shot stuff like uh, you know Big Dollhouse. Big well, look, Cajun. if it doesn't have a sexy yeah. Marty Feldman as Patrick, I'm not interested. <laughs> we got to talk. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. All the faces that are in that guy's face. Yeah. Um, and he made the Electric Boogaloo uh, Canon movies. Oh, that movie. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. because I saw yeah. I saw him at a Q&A after that. Yeah. He told some stories that aren't in the movie, including one about, I don't think this is in the movie. There's a picture of... In like variety or something from the time they were filming the Delta Force of Lee Marvin and uh, Golan or Globus, I don't remember which one. And the uh, the uh, what do they call it? The text under the caption under the picture is that uh, you know uh, Menahem Golan discussing with Lee Marvin their upcoming project, Tobe Hooper's robotic Pinocchio. <laughs> and Lee Marvin is laughing oh in the photo. God. I think. Even though he looks like death warmed over in what would be his last movie. Uh, wow. But the, the idea of this remake, I I got annoyed by it just beyond your remake. Is that what annoys me now is that, I don't know if you've noticed, but every horror movie now has a cult following. Yes. Every oh, fucking oh, horror me, movie. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so the goddamn Maniac remake with, with fucking yeah, Elijah I, Wood. I haven't seen it. People love it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I kind of resent it in a way. I mean, I don't. I, yeah. I've, had, I've had these discussions with people that they categorize cheap thrills yeah. as a horror movie because it's a better movie than that. Right. I don't mean right. that as a total disservice to horror movies, but overall, because there's so many of them, yeah, the vast majority of them are bad. No, and no, I've no, done no, those. It's a hundred percent minus. Yeah. Oh, 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 1%. So I feel yeah. like it alienates. I mean, there's things in that movie that people just aren't going to get on board with a mainstream audience. But yeah. it, it sort of, I think, maybe alienates certain people from seeing it because so much of that stuff is crap. But I think part of that is that when they get a really good one, right. and I think, you know, like Run, which is not a horror movie per se, but a thriller, which is on Hulu now, is, is really getting a lot of steam, even though it's just mm -hmm. premiered last night. They want to claim it. Those fans want to claim it for that genre, yeah, even yeah. if it has like one little gore thing in it, because right. it really is a quality thing, you know. But yeah. but yeah, they they all they all have uh, you know all of the remakes of all the Halloweens and the Friday the Thirteenth and all that. And I've had I to mean, kind of mute certain topics on uh, Twitter and stuff because <laughs> I just can't. But those people are always incredibly nice. Like when I do. 
I've done a few of those conventions and things like right, that. But right. they, they really are genuine and yeah. Um, but uh, they just yeah, you know, they like it all. I'll tell you the two moment. most the two that gall me the most that I've not I've not seen one second of this is the uh, both star Colin Farrell. So it's the remake of Fright oh, Night God, and Total that's Recall. That's I wouldn't see the Total Recall. I don't know why I saw Fright Night. I know and I, I have heard home, people but... tell me that the Fright Night is awesome. No, it's, it's, it's no, terrible. no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's and not. And the it's... first one, I just watched it again. I saw that movie like I think like four times or five times in oh, the theater. Yeah. I saw it at the drive-in a couple times, and it, I it saw that. Up. It's still really good. I saw Fright Night Halloween weekend at the Kingsway Theater. Uh, my cousin Mary and I tried to go see Freddy's Dead, and it was sold out. Uh, and Fright Night was playing as Midnight, like it was one of those. Uh, oh right, because I was going to say yeah, that was much later. Freddy's it was Dead, a yeah. studio released. Uh, no, it was that summer, and then Freddy's Dead 85. was five. Yeah, and then F- Nightmare on Elm Street Two was eighty five. Also, oh that's wait, that's not Freddy's Dead though. That's I'm sorry, Freddy's. I meant Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, Freddy's no, Dead was yeah. The Freddy's Dead six. is like the three D when that's they the, kill yeah. him. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Rex and I was so for Mike McPadden. Yeah, well, now it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were so thrilled by Fright Night. It was such, a, it was so great. And then Freddy's Revenge was shit. And now yeah. I know people love it because of the gay subtext, and it's hilarious. I liked it better when I saw it yeah. again. I wasn't thinking about that. I just, I mean, it doesn't follow the rules of the other movies, and obviously yeah. they learned their lesson. But you know, it's just yeah. like one of those things where it's like. Freddy pops up in real life. Like, it, everything makes sense in the other movies because he's in a dream, but he pops right. up in real life. He's at, like, a backyard pool party. Yeah, and like, waving his hands no around. cops. Like, nobody seems to be particularly <laughs> that freaked out by it. It doesn't make the national news or anything, you know? It's yeah. just, like, makes no sense. But. Yeah. I mean, I, as I said, I have since seen it and enjoyed it as a, you know, objet of its era, but uh, right. I, I was disappointed at the time. Yeah, yeah. So and Fright Night uh, is is great. I yeah, I saw yeah. that with my brother Jim and my uncle uh, Miles took us to see that. Stag I think it was like you know they have those studio sneak previews the week before it came out. Right. I saw that. Apparently that was a big nights. Chicago thing. That was a very Fright strictly Night? Chicago. No, oh, no, no, the, the sneak, uh, preview sneak previews. And it's kind of probably like the McDonald's where they try out the different sandwiches yes, in, in Illinois. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a big Universal thing. It was you know yeah. Universal did it a lot. Special sneak preview of this movie, you know, yeah. So maybe yeah, Chicago was like the tryout market, and and I guess you know, sometimes those movies wouldn't come out, you know, like the year end awards right. movies and things wouldn't come out till you know February, March even, right? Uh, in Chicago, so that's still the case here in Chicago. Yeah, I know yeah. it's just strange, isn't it? I mean, well, I we'll, we'll see what this era does with. Well, now yeah, no movies windows. are coming out now, yeah. so that's it. That's over. They're saying they're not going to stick to that, but uh, we'll see what people get used to. It's like they you know they have. That Napster uh, looks like Napster to me. Yeah, the movie business. I mean, yeah, completely. I I don't think they're going to reopen not, theaters. I really don't. No. Um, um, Patrick so is Everett waiting DeRoach. for his hand drop. <laughs> <laughs> and Let's I'm not talk- talking about myself in the first. Place. <laughs> yeah, what about person. the movie, Pat Healy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everett DeRoach, we should say the screenwriter. He also wrote uh, Razorback. Which mm. is a complete mind blower with yeah. Gregory Harrison, the giant pig movie that that's shot Rolf like Russell a Russell Mulcahy movie. Is that his right. first movie? I believe so. Yeah. 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 And it looks Somehow like, he uh, got Gregory Harrison from Trapper John and Dee to be the star of it. And the TV movie for ladies only, where he played a male stripper. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. A, it was a very popular uh, poster. Like it. Uh, 
you know, Spencer Gifts and stuff was him in his little black jock strap. It's early 80s, right? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah it's yeah, be it came out around the same time as that uh, Night in Heaven movie with Christopher Atkins, yes. where it's like yeah. he's kind of like a male stripper that hooks up with yeah. the older Leslie Ann. He's a high school student who works at night. And they, that is a fascinating movie because that started out as like a serious movie. It was going to be like a Nashville kind of movie. Right. This woman that wrote it went and lived in this little town that had a male strip club. And then it ended up being. A night in heaven. No, they'll produce that uh, the the hit Brian Adams song. That That's might right. Have been a number yeah. one hit. I don't know. Yeah. Also, uh, an emotion song. Um, oh, obsession. Obsession is also that from that one. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So two two yeah. enduring hey. classics from a night yeah. in heaven. And then he wrote. We we mentioned uh, Henry Thomas earlier. He wrote a, a movie called The Legend of Frog Dreaming. Directed I by Brian Trenchard Smith. Oh, I, I usually like his movie, yeah, but I, mean, I only a, recently learned of the existence of that movie. I'd never heard of it. Before. Today I learned of it. Yeah. yeah, I think the other day I was clicking on that. It was it was on somewhere, and it was on Prime or something. Yeah, yeah no, I like Stunt Rock, that Brian Trenchard It's Smith phenomenal. Did. It's the greatest. Yeah. Sorcery. It's crazy. The yeah. band. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Patrick, who's ready for his hand job, and the guy in the movie, uh, <laughs> Robert Thompson. So here's my list of faces. Roger Daltrey, Malcolm mm-hmm. McDowell, Marjo mm-hmm. Gortner, David Patrick Kelly, who's Luther from the Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Graham, Mark yes. Blank- Blankfield, and Joaquin yes. Phoenix. And Marty Feldman. <laughs> and then once you said that, then yes, yeah. Marty Feldman. It's all there. Yeah, the Roger Daltrey thing is interesting because of Tommy, which just had just come out. and you know Immediately came to mind, yeah. This is a character who's deaf, dumb, and blind. Right. Um, but can spit. And I, I like the, the description from the doctor, the hot doctor, who says, you know, three years without all five senses. He's had plenty of time to develop a sixth. That's my horrible Australian accent. I believe it's a seventh. I think he uh, says it's he, a seventh. Does sentence. he? Know? I thought he yeah. said six. Maybe he says six. I thought he said seventh. You know, after he, I think that's after, yeah, he is. He tries to drown him in the uh, pool there. Yes. Yeah. Patrick Which, uses power of, he, actually, that doctor is the one who used. He first makes fun of her and calls it magic and then says it's called psychokinesis. The ability <laughs> to, right. to tr- move things with your mind, including a woman's hand on into your crotch. <laughs> Which is, you know, what what a fellow would do in Patrick's position, I believe, yeah. first and foremost. So there's a touch of realism there. But he does, you know, more with a typewriter since, uh, I don't know, you know, Herman Mankiewicz. <laughs> Someone from the gold man, Ben Hecht. Right, so uh, Patrick, yeah, is uh, also that we the the unibrow, all those faces, yeah. what he brings. That's like Robert Bird Thompson from Sesame Street. That's another face that's unibrow. in there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he is able to uh, move things with his mind, and uh, Nurse um, Kathy, uh, he communicates with her first by spitting, once for yes, twice for no, and then by typing, and he types. Uh, what does he say for secret backwards first? Right. And then uh, it gets more and more complicated, ultimately leading, leading to Patrick is ready for his hand job. Yeah, and making fun of her ex-husband, burned his yes. hands, serves him right, W-R-I-G-H-T, yeah. which is the name of the doctor. Right. All that stuff. Yeah, he's being very cryptic and uh, playing all kinds of mind games on the typewriter. Yeah, I guess it's an electric typewriter. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because right? he's plugged into the cosmos of the electricity. Yeah, he's in a coma, but he can control everything electronic. And well, you know what's cool is that I thought I thought of this one as I was watching it. 
And then I looked it up later, and it turns out that it is, it is true that the uh, hospital looks like the Bates house from Psycho. Oh. And as it turns right. out, Richard Franklin found this abandoned hotel in Melbourne specifically because it looked like that. And it's always shot from that angle, the low angle, to look like it. So if you go back and watch it, that's what that's, he would see. Literally, yeah. like, I think there's everything was shot on location except for Patrick's hospital room is what I read was a set. But yeah, Oh, I did read found, that, yes. He specifically yeah, yeah. found that place because it looks like the Bates house or he knew about it and thought it looked like the Bates house and always shoots it from that low angle to the side so that it sort of resembles that. So I want to say all the Patrick stuff I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, the stuff about the nurse's private life, not bad, but it was a drag. It, it was yeah, the movie long. doesn't need to be an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. I read that it was even longer. And then you know, the version that was over here, I think, was probably 92 minutes. And I wonder right. if without the uh, dub, overdub, if it's if it's an improvement. But I would uh, imagine it is, yeah, because we get a lot of uh You get to see her Kathy. walking around in her underwear and stuff. But, that's yeah, good that's, point, yeah. The ex-husband, who isn't really a bad guy at all, no. you know, he's actually a pretty good guy. Um, after the, uh, you know, attempted rape on his wife, but then he sort of laughs that <laughs> off with the uh, so much for women's rape fantasies. <laughs> a little well, ungentle reminder of where we were in 1978. Yes, this, this was a nice. Uh, this was a moment that I thought was like a real, like a guy. I mean, you know in a breakup situation where Patrick, you know, has started this kind of psychokinetic relationship where he's in love with the nurse, nurse Kathy. And he, he writes in cat, all caps, get stuff slut. Yeah. And then under that, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Small letters. Yeah. Typical dude. Yeah. That that reminded me of stuff first. Do you remember that viral New Yorker story cat person that went around? Yes, that was ago? a big deal. Yes. And it, it was and a short story, right? It was a short story, yeah. and it, it's this guy, and they go on a Tinder date, and it doesn't work out, and he just, it ends with him just writing like, yeah, I don't care about you anyway, whore. Like, that's the last where I was like, wow, Patrick was Right, ahead which of is the also how the Mark yeah. Zuckerberg thing starts in the social network. That's true. Right. Which is <laughs> yes. like, you know, why, why are where we are now? So, um, Yeah. So uh, talk a little bit about Frog Snuff, some uh, brutality against frogs in this film. Yeah, he rather, uh, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, the doctor has these frogs that he's going to, you know, obviously experiment on or whatever. And and he rather cavalierly says, "Okay, I'm going to cut its spine. Now I'm cutting its brain out. (laughs) But that's weird enough. But she's just like, "Okay, mm -hmm." Yeah, she's completely (laughs) accepting it. It's in front (laughs) And then he just puts it in her hand. She's like, yeah, she's yeah. fine. Right. Yeah, well, that's okay. what freaked me out. Like, a, a frog in my hand in good condition would be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. This, she's this like, murdered uh-huh. animal uh, and then he electric, And then he has yeah. this big fucking, like, electric <laughs> fork. And he goes, okay, I'm going to electrocute it now. Yeah. And puts it in her hand. And she doesn't, like, she just, huh. like, waits for him yeah. to do it. It's not like, yeah. you know, he gives, he just does it suddenly. He's like, okay, now I'm going to electrocute it. She's like, okay. You know, yeah. it's the next thing. And, and the then, frog's just dead on the floor. It's like, yeah, she probably has to clean it up after that. He's trying to demonstrate uh, why Patrick spits. That's that's right. the way he... Uh, he's saying it's he an electromagnetic impulse within yeah. the body, yes. He, uh, he hawks a loogie. Show can, I, <laughs> can I jump in to say that it just dawned on me with all this frog talk. One of the four notes that I took while watching this movie was that uh, the p- most pleasurable part of this movie up until the 
fantastic jump scare at the end, which I think is maybe the only reason it might be worth watching the hundred, uh, the hour and fifty-two minute version because it's that much more of a build up to the one genuine scare which is so great and so terrifying and maybe the longer you wait for it the better it is but all this frog stuff reminded me of the note that i took which is that my favorite part of this movie is all the michigan j frog stuff with patrick where he will only spit when when they're you know he will only communicate with her when they're alone and every time she brings someone into the room all right yeah yeah he plays dumb oh that's funny yeah it sent me down this rabbit hole of figuring out if is michigan j frog the actual first piece of art that uses that situation and apparently that cartoon they think it was based on a Cary Grant movie, which I can't remember the title of, but but basically it is only the first or second time. My that. note on that was that it was like uh, the Abbott and Costello oyster stew routine. Uh, mm-hmm. So like they go oysters. and get oyster like stew, stew. Yeah. and every time Costello tries to eat, the oyster opens the shell and spits water in his face. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, that's exact. Thank you. Good. That's another thing. great yeah. example. So that was accurate. Thank you for reminding me of that note. Yeah. This is also the uh, uh, the mortal reflex that uh, Tarantino gives uh, Uma Thurman in right. Kill Bill. You know, she's comatose in the hospital and being abused by the uh, yeah. guys, but she's a spitter as well. And he wanted her to have her eyes open, and she refused. She thought it would look stupid. Yeah, which it's you really do think about this poor guy. Apparently, they had special drops that could keep his right. eyes open for a minute. But yeah. yeah, he never blinks. But God bless him. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go on to much else. Much else though. Uh, he was on uh, Prisoner Cell Block H, I was happy to see, which was a, a big show for me when I was a kid, briefly. It's My super odd to be like the lead. I mean, it's not the lead character, yeah. but I mean, the focus of the movie is yeah. to be completely comatose with your eyes open. Yeah. We don't really know how he got that way. I mean, I guess he was jealous of his mom in the psychosexual right. way and threw the space heater in the tub because she had right. a guy over. I figure the space heater is electric, so he did, he would get electrocuted. Uh, yeah. Because there's water on the floor. Sure makes a hell of a lot more sense than yeah. uh, the, what happens to him in the second one. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, dude. oh, my God. All right. We're almost <laughs> So, um, yeah, I just, uh, Patrick, uh, recommended on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, oh, I watched it on Canopy. On Canopy right now also. Yeah. And uh, highly recommended. Uh, it gets a... Uh, comatose for me not, yeah. not aroma gross so no me too yeah it's very no. well made it's a little long as can you i say. jump in again yes please oh just to say that i've never you know i've seen a bunch of movies and tv shows in recent years that come with that strobe light warning i've never seen a movie yeah, that needed it more than ultimate. patrick this one really yeah fucked right me up. right I wrote that down too. If you have epilepsy doing old, or anything, do not watch. I started it. doing old time movie like we used to do. When we <laughs> and they're <laughs> literally just doing it to him, like, and he's got right. his eyes peeled open, and it's like they just—he's like, okay, I'm not going to take this giant lamp and, you know, basically do what the other doctor did to the frog on him with electricity. <laughs> oh, I was—I I wanted to mention Please. was like you know when they're trying to hook when she, her friend is who doesn't seem to show up again her, for her friend nurse. All right, yeah. After the yeah. pool party, she just kind of vanishes. But Her topless uh, swim at the pool party, yeah. yes. When she's talking about you should meet this doctor, she says, uh, I don't want to go out with a guy who has galloping gonads. I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> that was good. That's a nice turn of phrase. Seems yeah. extremely Australian. Was it the yeah. galloping gourmet? Was he Australian? Well, yes. I don't know. Graham, Graham Kerr. Uh, Kerr. Oh, was yeah, he? Yeah, so that Kerr, must have yeah. been it. Uh-huh. There you go. All right. Yeah. 
There we go. Could have come up with a with a with a nice little witty bon mot about that, but I didn't know. Oh. I also like I the five minutes any. in this movie that that where it turns into a Faulty Towers episode where it's like this French bedroom farce. Yeah, that's like, when they keep high, the going same in and thing. out of those yeah. rooms. Yeah, that was great. It's like noises off. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the nurse is hiding behind the stairs, and then suddenly <laughs> yes. she's not there, and you find out she's gone down to the basement, yeah. and they discover her extra crispy next to the fuse oh, box boy, later. Was that funny? The nurse Diesel. Uh, she was very good, and she didn't yeah. have much of a distinguished career. She either. apparently oh. stayed in character the entire time. <laughs> and her last name it, it is worked. was her last name Blake the actress yeah let me yeah, uh, take a look he called her one take Blake because she stayed in character wow. the whole time and she just did it every time and just nailed Julia it. Blake yeah she too was on Prisoner Cell Block H did you guys did you ever watch that uh-huh. I loved it it's an Australian show it's an Australian soap opera set in a women's prison that was briefly for about not that briefly like six months on Channel 11 in New York oh WPX. my aunt and I watched it and just uh, we would crack up we loved it <laughs> And the old lady was named Lizzie. And when they would take away her cigarettes as punishment, she'd go, not me fags. Don't take me fags. <laughs> well, I also wanted to say that, you know, when in, before Patrick's demise or what, you know, he's still yeah. alive, I guess. But he still lives, as they say. But exactly. uh, <laughs> when the doctor's trying to kill him and then he throws a plant in a pot at his oh. head. And then the next thing you know, yeah. we discover the doctor is eating the frog. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, you're right. I skipped over too that much. That was yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I also, one, one other thing to say here. I and have and her always... husband, her ex-husband is stuck in the elevator the whole time. Oh, that's right. Yes, he's yeah. keeping he's him like that like guy hung in up and boxed in. in the taxi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what I have to say, the special effects of this movie, and I thought this when I first saw it, are excellent. Yeah, when the doctor gets thrown great. out the door against yeah. the wall, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm guessing they did a shot in reverse or something, but it was it was effective. When he's swinging the axe against the door and Patrick yeah. is putting up a force field, I was like, that's what it would look like. And it got kind of like that like, animated yeah. sort of electrical yeah. uh, thing. And, and when Patrick does the big jump out of bed and crashes into the cat, I was like, that's what it would look like if somebody just flew in front of you. So, yeah, that was like a Super Dave, like when Super Dave, yeah. Super Dave, yeah. When he, yeah, he's like going to launch himself on a catapult, but he just yeah. slams into the wall or the basketball backboard or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that really, initially, when I first saw it as a kid after I rented it, after the uh, Siskel, uh, you know, complete collapse over yeah. the spitting, uh, that was what struck me. I was like, these special effects are the greatest. Yeah, and I still feel that way. Yeah, it's it's yeah, they're good. You know, we've become sort of you know uh, used to it, but you know, you think about it, it's Australian low budget movie in 1978. You know, yeah, pretty good. I mean, Just still pretty good even yeah. for any movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, now we go to. Patrick still lives. <laughs> 1980. This is the Italian ripoff of Patrick from the golden age of Italian ripoffs. Uh, director Mario Landi, best known for making Giallo films, in particular Giallo e Venezia. And I want to really thank uh, Severn Films for putting this out on Blu-ray in a very beautiful condition. With an interview with Johnny uh, Dei, who plays Patrick, is mm. on there. His name, is, his name in English like- means Johnny God. Mm. He does not look like <laughs> Marty Feldman. He's a he's no. quite handsome. No, he looks like a guy who should be named Johnny God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there's no reason to be handsome because he gets a face full of glass <laughs> in the first two seconds. But <laughs> he gets a debilitating bottle in the face that <laughs> yeah. fucks him up in ways you can't imagine. Yeah, t- yeah. Talk about that because that. Well, let's do a quick synopsis here. Yeah. 
Uh, Patrick still lives. Patrick is the son of Dr. Herschel. We first see them together with a car broken down the side of the road. A passing vehicle tosses a bottle out the window and hits Patrick in the head hilariously. Right in the face. Right? (laughs) right right, I mean, pow, right in the kisser. Puts him into an open-eyed coma. A few years later, Dr. Herschel invites two couples and a champion swimmer to his wellness resort, which appears to be in some kind of castle. Uh, there are two vicious dogs, a nice blonde assistant, and an inexplicably goth maid. Mm-hmm. Patrick is in his coma upstairs next to two naked women, uh, two naked men and one naked woman in a coma next to him. They seem to be feeding energy into Patrick somehow. Uh, in time, they, Patrick they, be- begins... to tele- those people. They don't give them anybody... No one gets robes. I guess maybe the thing <laughs> to plan doesn't work. If they, but they, they're just all nude in their beds. It's got to be cool. It's kind of... Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it works though visually yeah. that's yeah. for sure yeah uh well eventually everyone is nude in this so it, yeah well that was one of the highlights yeah. yeah um and so patrick begins his uh psychokinetic killing of people and we learn that dr herschel had invited handpicked these guests because they were all suspects yeah, it's like a having... clue uh type situation <laughs> yeah, yeah. Murder, i gathered like, you all uh, here whatever. tonight yeah <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, and then there were none, yeah, where they were all guilty of something. But it turns it out is... that, so he, he, he figured out that these are all the people that could have been one of the people, one of them had to be the person that was in the right. van that threw right. the bottle. Right, one of them put it might have done coma. Yeah. Even though yeah. he seemed to be fine after, right after he got hit with it. I mean, not fine, yeah. he was cut up, but probably blind, but. Yeah. I mean, he was cut up, but it still didn't look like it hit him that hard, or that it was that big an object. It was. I didn't even know it was a bottle. I I didn't know until they said it was a bottle. Throwing some Burger King trash out the window (laughs) with a litter bug, and they probably didn't know. Was it like acid? Was it like a bottle of acid or something fucked up? Some kind of noxious chemical? Nothing would explain then. Then you know the state that he ended up in. You know, I didn't want to say that. You know that that the. with the eyes thing, you know, how, how Patrick in the first movie looks like well, well, Marty Feldman eyes. Uh, they they uh, carry on that tradition because his dad in this looks like Jack Elam. Oh, excellent observation. Jack Elam eyes. He's kind of right. like part Jack Elam, part Robert Evans. He's got like the Robert Evans. Wow, wow, you shades. nailed that combo. Yeah. yeah. So they, the, they, they keep that alive. You know, Marty Feldman is a term for boobs at Mr. Skin when the nipples point in different directions. Uh, that girl's got Marty Feldman's. He used to call him fried eggs, and that's what they would say about his <laughs> eyes. Right. And he's Marty Eggs in... Marty uh, Eggs in uh, Silent uh, Movie, Silent yeah. Movie yeah. yeah. Along with Dom Bell. <laughs> Dom Bell. <laughs> Just watch that. That's still funny, too. It's the greatest. I love yeah. that movie. Um, so uh, Sasha Pitouf plays Dr. Herschel, who is... Uh, wow, you really nailed his description. Best known for playing M in Last Year at Marion Bad. Mm, right. Also in Donkey Skin, which is an amazing movie. Yeah, uh, that's scene. Jacques Demy with Jacques Catherine Deneuve, fairy tale. Uh, and Dario Argento's Inferno from 1980, same year. I didn't realize that I'd seen all. I've seen all these movies. I just didn't. He seemed like a new face to me, but uh, there he is. Yeah, something. That Patrick still lives. Brought out a lot in everybody, and it brought out yeah. a new face on uh, Sasha Patouf. Um. Uh, Franco so now the other actors there are not the other men are not particularly distinguished they're just kind of journeyman Italian actors uh, the two actresses uh, well the, the two lead actresses so you have Mr. and Mrs. Koff which was hilarious yeah the, the great Italian uh, parliamentarian Lyndon <laughs> Koff 
Koff. Linden Koff. Linden Koff. And uh, he's up. He's he's being blackmailed. He's facing some kind of sex kill. And his wife, uh, Cheryl Koff. First lady Koff. of the evening. That's right. <laughs> Cheryl Koff, who had as she been a street-walking hooker, uh, had clearly slept around to further her husband's career in the House of Lords. Yeah, and uh, seems to be really the only uh, reason, because he doesn't seem to be interested in her uh, No, at he's, all. like, annoyed by it. Everybody, yeah. like, nobody wants, all she wants to do is, like, get a little action going. All the women, on, like, they board. keep yeah. offering themselves, and, yeah. and they're, they're some of the most attractive women I've ever seen. They're, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're just starting to wonder if the blackmail scheme is that they're all gay. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it turns out to well, be something else. But I have to think that much as... When Patrick starts killing people, first you see his flying eyes. You see the Patrick, the flying yeah, eyes. Yeah, so that's it's a nice addition eyes. in this yes, one, flying this green point. eyes. Yeah. It's kind of like in Superman 2 where, for no, with no explanation, he rips his uh, <laughs> chest shield, <laughs> the, chest you know, the symbol <laughs> off, and it turns into a giant piece of cellophane that wraps you know, Zod yeah. and his uh, people up. It's kind of like that. It just kind of messes him up, yeah. Patrick uh, projects these giant animated green eyes in front of people. And, uh, but then when he's happen. actually killing people... It would seem they could very easily just walk away Always. from whatever's going to kill them. But then I wrote down, I was like, so is the, do the green eyes hypnotize them or something? That's because, it. Yeah. They're, they're paralyzed. They're yeah, because there's the, yeah. people just sit there and let it happen to them. And they're completely yeah. terrorized and they're screaming and yeah. they're in horror, but yeah. they do not move to get out of the way of these very slow-moving uh, <laughs> death devices. And uh, so I was thinking, well, maybe Patrick's uh, green eyes uh, gave everybody blue balls. They yeah. just, like, he... <laughs> He yeah. ruined sex in the house. He wasn't going to have... He couldn't have it, so nobody was going to have it. Everyone kind of gets believe. radiated, yeah. Yeah. I do like how this... I mean, all the Italian movies, I mean, fuck logos, fuck titles. Mm. Not all of them, but a lot of these. They just get right into it. Yes. And it's just like all yeah. of a sudden, you're, you're the guy's you know, car's broken down, and within like you know, a minute, <laughs> as you've got bottled, it's like... It looked at the first movie and they love it, but they're like, fuck all this psychosexual trauma in Italy. We yeah. don't understand what that is. Just throw a fucking bottle at his face. Right. Let's get on with it already. <laughs> you know, Seth Aaron Lee said when the Blair Witch Project came out, he said, it's a shame this isn't 20 years ago because just imagine all the super gory Italian ripoffs they would be of. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I saw a good one. It's an Enzo Castellari movie, uh, The Last Shark, which is the Jaws ripoff. Oh, yes. I one? love that movie. Yes, oh, yes, so good. yeah. The guy tries to get on a helicopter and gets the shark, rips his leg <laughs> off, does like a yeah. pulls him in two. Yeah, it's quarter. great. Um, you know what else is coming out? Shark, well, uh, Cruel Jaws. Uh, yeah, it's out. I think now. it's out. I That's out. I just, I love that. I haven't seen. Uh, they, I ha- now, is it true that. that they use the actual Jaws music in it? Yes, that, they do. It's, yeah. It is fucking hilarious. And I then, saw uh, a movie with uh, uh, this summer too. It's a. It's a. Get this right. I think a Japanese movie, exploitation movie from the early seventies called Oily Maniac. Have you seen that one? No, I don't know it at all. No. And so it's like it's a guy who gets. You remember, he gets in some kind of oil spill and he comes back to life as this. Uh, he can turn himself into a pile of oil that that creeps <laughs> onto people and covers them. It's kind of like the Greasy Strangler. I think obviously right. like saw right. that movie. But whenever the oil is spill is moving yeah. towards people, they they play the Jaws music. Oh, that's great! <laughs> no, I think, but um, it's not that they used uh, the music; they used actual footage of the shark from right. Jaws. They used like the, the 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 and uh, that's what was hilarious. Yeah, the two people that did the real shark footage from Jaws. and yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Tintorera's coming out. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that? Uh-uh. Okay. That's, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that's that. That's yeah. with the uh, male, male, female menage a trois. Yeah. Like the fully bisexual, romantic menage a trois. It is amazingly yeah. great. You know, we, we say we're more progressive now. I, I say nay. <laughs> they were, yeah. But I mean, look, they had to, they had to, you know, we could, we could read between the lines. They were punished by the tiger shark and Tintorera. Yeah. Just for choosing to live their lives as free people. Um, so, you know, come uh, to think of it, neither movies really explain why Patrick is in a coma. I mean, the first one does a much better job at. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, I guess they the Tommy thing is in the first one. You know, he sees his mother. And right. You didn't see it. You didn't hear it. You did right. That that kind of thing. But in this one, yeah, you know, just a bottle of face. But neither really. Yeah. Not that. Let alone how science, he develops you know, psychokinesis. But, yeah. Well, I like that explanation. He's he's had three years without all five. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's working the muscle. The sixth. Yeah. The sixth with the muscle. Yes. Yeah. Being um, in the electricity like the shocker. So. uh Marriott, uh, yes, let me see. Oh, Carmen Russo is Mrs. Kauf, Cheryl Kauf. Oh, yeah. Uh, multimedia star in Italy, was a beauty queen, uh, a ton of sex comedies, a TV host, a model, and a 1980s pop singer under the name Carmen. Hmm. And then just prior to uh, Patrick Still Live, she posed, she was the centerfold in Playmen magazine in Italy. Mm-hmm. And then she returned in 1980, 81, twice in 82, and again in 84, becoming... Briefly, the highest-paid nude model in Italy. So, I could certainly understand why. But in yes, this movie, she came by that dough honestly. Display. Um, and who's the other actress? So that yeah, the other guys are not particularly okay. There's oh the yeah, Burt I'm Reynolds sorry, Mar- looking. Uh, yeah, uh, his name Italian is uh, yeah, drug dealer guy. Yeah, he looks very much like an Italian. If you're like, what's an Italian? In 1980. In 1980, yeah. John Benedy is his name. Uh, Yeah, he's got a nice comb over going. Yes. Uh, I I couldn't tell if that was a toupee or whatever. It might have been a toupee, yeah. 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 If it's a comb over, it's a full, like, Trump comb over. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Mariangelo Giordano as Stella, who is a legitimate Italian sex bomb and an exploitation movie superstar. She's the blonde uh, No, no. She was one and done. The uh, assistant... Lydia. Oh, uh, this was the other very naked woman who was with Mustache Man. Jesus, I don't even remember that. I thought I, they, they look similar. Exactly. They do look very similar, and they were both nude the whole time. Right. Uh, so she was the one. So she was the one who does not come to the dinner table right. uh, naked. She's the one who fights the one who comes to the dinner table naked. Right, and that, that, the the great line, get away from me before I catch syphilis from you. During that <laughs> awesome cat fight. The, the cat fight and but then... But in the, Italian, it sounds much nicer. You know. <laughs> yeah. The cat fight and then the slap fight between uh, the swimming champion, David, and uh, and Mrs. Kauf are really hilarious because it's like the worst theatrical slaps. Like, they're so far away with the slap sound effects. Yeah, it's like Dynasty. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's great when he's slapping her. Yeah, that's yeah. another guy who's just like, no, I don't want to have sex with you, you yeah, another naked woman. <laughs> another one with some issues. Yeah. So uh, she started out in uh, Sword and Sandal Peplum movies. Uh, Colossus and the Amazon Queen, Ursus, Son of Hercules. Uh, and then three absolute 
classics. Malabimba, the Malicious Whore, mm. which just came out from Vinegar Syndrome with uh, an amazing commentary by Kat Ellinger, Heather Drain, and Sam Deegan. Uh, guest on uh, 70 mm-hmm. movies we saw in the 70s. Uh, Burial Ground, Knights of Terror, which the connection to this movie is they were both shot in the same house. Right. That was the that was the house. Yeah, I read yeah, that. Yeah, and that's my favorite of the Italian zombie movies. That's the most fun, I think. Okay, yeah, have you seen, seen that? that one? No. Okay. That Thought stars all, but... to get around child labor laws as a 10-year-old kid in the movie. So yeah. they hired a 25-year-old little person to play this kid. And, like, they found the weirdest, eeriest human being you could ever find. It's like like, the plot twist from that movie Orphan with many years later. Oh, (laughs) yes. Sorry to spoil that for you. No, no, no. Yes. uh, Well, we're not on the air. I'll tell you a funny story about Orphan (laughs) and the secret. Um, But the uh yeah, so you you must see that. Don't read anything else about it. That to me is the most fun. Knights of Terror. Yeah. Knights of Terror. And then uh, Satan's Baby Doll in the original Italian, La Bimba di Sitana. Mm-hmm. Um, all worth seeing, all great, all amazing. Po- everything attached to those three films is great. Um, yeah, and then the, the uh, Lydia, who's the nice blonde assistant, one and done. And then Meg, the goth mate, one and done. Right. And Lydia, that's the blonde one. She's yeah. the one that kind of is doing the Nurse Kathy thing in this. But the, the yes. guy, Patrick has worked up to zapped level uh, lifting of the skirt and fully taking the clothes off. And- well, first he's like the kid, you know, like the proverbial, like, you know, eight-year-old boy who's like dipping the girl's uh, pigtails in the inkwell to, yeah. you know, use our grandfather's terminology. Yeah. Where every time she goes to take a drink, he pops the glass, he bursts every the glass Every time she hand. goes for a glass, you'd think this yeah. woman would stop grab going for a glass i mean i think it's four times she goes for a glass of water and it breaks before and then she tries to light a cigarette three times and he blows it out he blows out the match yeah she's you think she'd move away from the window or something he's really teasing her a lot yeah so next thing uh, you know she's humping his bed frame totally nude yeah yeah so licking it uh glorious j and b scotch product placement yeah he he loves that scotch more than he yeah he loves, but that's a great scene when that, that the couple, uh, uh, the uh, drug dealer and his wife have the fight. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I wrote down this dialogue. Um, I like to fuck women, not whiskey bottles. <laughs> it's like a little like weird Italian Virginia Wolf, uh, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf thing. <laughs> and then she says, the drugs have turned you into a faggot. And as he's going out the door, his doorknob moment is, is die alone, you whore. And then she falls asleep with her ass completely pointed, like like as though she's playing posing for Playmen magazine. Yeah, and then she's yeah totally nude, with her, and she's writhing around. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he comes uh, in and what gets his uh, his drug or what is he getting? I couldn't out quite of the tell. Drug? It seemed like he was a paper or something. He was sneaking around like, stealing something. Yeah, made it look like bags of coke or might have been drugs. Yes, he was the drug dealer. We learned. Yeah, yeah, we don't find shit. out till later that it was drugs. Yeah. So he's walking around like he's Ed Grimley. Let's talk about the murders. So, Jeez. first you have uh, Lyndon Cough gets boiled alive in the pool. Yeah, like a bamboo steamer. <laughs> Boiled alive in there. And then I like his wife. They're all just kind of standing around his corpse. And they're like, please, please, making noise will not help the situation. Yeah, everybody relax. This guy's just been <laughs> boiled alive in the pool. Patrick continuing his uh, swimming pool uh, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a nice connection. Shenanigans there. Yeah. And although he takes it one next level by boiling the guy alive instead of just kind of swirling him around trying yeah. to drive him. Uh, yeah, he goes out for a what looks like a day for night, a dusk, yeah. or more, yeah. early dawn swim. And right. that's the end of the cough. There was pretty consistent, funny day for night fuck ups throughout this. Like, yeah. it's clearly night, and then the dogs they cut to outside, and it's daytime. And speaking of the dogs, why do they have these beautiful dogs on these short chains just to torture them like that? Well, I think they're, yeah, the dogs are trained to be vicious killers. Vicious, right, so they're just right. like just trying to get them to, yeah. they're two German shepherds to get yeah. them to be, you know, as mean as possible. Tries to get into the, yeah. the whether the doctor's doing right. his. his Evil assistant. Evil Give them a break. Stuff. They got these two dogs chained up on like three foot chains outside. So yeah, but they um, like Meg. The, uh, the yeah, the goth maid is the one that they that, that can control them, can curl up and pet them, and yeah. then they eat her. Yeah, the well, they, they, they they eat her. They really eat her. Yeah, exactly. They eat her. <laughs> they eat her in the <laughs> literal and, and yeah, rather derogatory sense. Yeah. Yeah, and in the uh, yeah saucy sense, like Patrick's mum. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then David, the champion swimmer, is uh, he's out by like a well. And yeah, he's sitting, standing on a well <laughs> with a hook hanging over it. As it the slowly hook comes to his face. Easily, it's on a chain. It could easily yeah. be removed from the chain. And yeah. slowly he watches this chain. Or just jump off the well, but I guess he's Yeah, he just walk away. Literally I'm going to say he's away. hypnotized by the giant green yeah. cartoon eyes. And then he gets all ripped up by this hook. And then, uh, and then the, go- the, the one of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen in any, yeah, non-pornographic snuff film. This is way beyond exactly. Yeah. I have <laughs> never, twice in the movie, once here, which is quite violent, which is a, basically the woman, uh, yeah, she lays on the table, uh, and does not uh, resist the fireplace poker that floats and goes right <laughs> oh, into her right. vagina, which is it really, you just see the whole thing. Everything's that you see the whole thing, and there's no W in that word whole. And it, it comes out her yeah. mouth. That's how far yeah. it goes. First, yeah. it, it fucks up her stomach, kind of, and then it comes yeah. out her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Takes the whole trip. But, it, yeah, when you see, though, then later, yeah, you see that the, the Lydia, I guess, is the bomb. Yeah. She, she, uh, Patrick, you know, seduces her and she gets fully nude and then lays on a, what are they, like a psychiatrist, like a fainting yeah. couch and yeah. fully, I've never seen a vagina in that much detail in a movie. In a movie. <laughs> never. Fully, yeah, I can't think of one. Yeah. Yeah. If you think of a reason why that was never released over here, uh, right. that probably is a pretty good one. That uh, was quite, uh, I, I mean, watched you it get this morning. into, um, you know, especially the Italian movies. Now we we've talked about on this show at least um, Emmanuel in America and those Black Emmanuel movies. And one of these guys was in one of these actors was also in Emmanuel on Taboo Island yeah. uh, with Laura Gemser. And those are as close to pornographic. I mean, those are full open body cavity shots and stuff. Now, are you familiar with Emmanuel in America? Uh huh. Okay, so I've just seen those. You know, I remember saw those right. Sylvia Cristel ones on on Cinemax. You know, back so in the Emmanuel 80s. in America is so so the black Emmanuel uh, Laura Gemser, who's actually a Thai actress mm-hmm. and incredibly beautiful. Um, so, they, but it, they started out as soft core ripoffs of Emmanuel, and then because the Italians are, you know, 
abundanza when it comes to insanity with movies. Right. Uh, they they veer into horror and extreme torture, and so Emmanuel in America is the most extreme. There's also one called Emmanuel on uh, Among the Cannibals or Emmanuel Queen of the Cannibals, and that wow. is trap them and kill them was retitled to cash in on sort of make them die slowly. So that's the cannibal Italian oh, uh, Emmanuel. Yeah. yeah. But Emmanuel in America has Emmanuel as a girl reporter, which he often is, like uh, Lois Lane, investigating an international snuff film ring. Mm. As directed by Joe Diamato, who's one of the most insane oh, yeah. and extreme Italian filmmakers, made a lot of hardcore pornography. Yeah. And... It's as disturbing as, I mean, we talked about martyrs or anything like that. Right. Like the snuff films are Goodbye, as horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As horrific as anything, uh, you know, that's been faked for a camera. Right. And there's a scene of a woman actually jacking off a horse. Wow. So this was playing one night. So uh, must see. Yeah. No, yeah. And uh, uh, Blue Underground has it out on Blu-ray. And it's it is an experience you must have, Patrick. Healy. It's on HBO tonight after the premiere of Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on cable somewhere. I'm sure because in 1981 or 82 or so, uh, David Cronenberg was in a hotel room and put on his TV, uh, saw Emmanuel in America, and thought anyone who would watch this as entertainment should be removed from society. Yeah. And, and that gave him the idea for Videodrome. Pull it out of their stomach and have her arm become a gun. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, so it was definitely an aspect of these Italian exploitation movies was that you would have the uh, complete gynecological and uh, proctological close-ups. Yeah. And oh, look, We'll give it to them. They don't have the hang-ups we have here, but that, exactly, was, uh, that yes. was quite something to see early in the morning. <laughs> it's really, truly. And yeah. this movie, like, uh, even though it's much shorter than, I guess, it's like probably 20 minutes shorter yeah. or more than the, than the original Patrick, it, it, it does take a little while, but it oh, really Oh, there's dull spots for sure. Yeah. The final act really brings it on home. I laughed hardest at the three other comatose people nude being literally flipped out and well, flopped around. The best is the guy, I don't know if this was planned or what, not, but they they, yeah, they start to like freak out with the waves yeah. and stuff. And at one point he's like in, you know, sort of twisted, but his head is directly beneath a woman's <laughs> ass who's on her stomach suddenly for some reason and just he's beneath her ass. It's so close to an orgy. It made me wonder, like, did they just shoot an orgy? Like yeah. after this was done, like let's we'll use it for something else. We'll make another movie out of this. Yeah, yeah. But well, you see, the dicks flopping a, around. Uh, yeah, with the poker that came out her mouth. I'm sure yeah. uh, that's not you know too too far of a stretch. Yeah, I think. Um, and uh, I, I'm I'm surprised that that scene is not more notorious, but it's not the so. poker. The poker scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really. Like, I didn't even know this movie existed until you told me right, about right. it. So maybe that's it. Uh, and maybe, you know, now that it's out on Blu-ray, that's new, right? So people will yeah. will see it. But I would say, like, you know, without the violence, the the, the other scene is with the with the Lydia. It's, it's, yeah. it's just as graphic sexually, too. It's really well, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're going to get right up in there, huh? <laughs> get the stirrups out. And then uh, it just ends. The movie just ends. Well, we have the death of yeah. the, uh, the woman... Uh, in the car window, 
Oh, her, oh God bless us. I forgot that. That was The guy crazy. wanted yeah. to, he makes a point of telling her that he's got a Buick to go wait yeah. in outside. And it's like, oh, bad joke. But, you know, it's not what he meant when he said he wanted a head in the backseat of the Buick. <laughs> I mean, clearly, oh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty beautiful. Well done. And then he gets gassed. Like, like yeah. the car is like he, uh, he uh, Patrick turns the car into a Christine, like a uh, yeah. murder just machine. Just pumps him full of the uh, noxious fumes. But the woman, it is like the fear and like the fantasy you had when you first saw electric windows, like could yeah. I get my head cut off if I put my neck on? This well, that window? one actually makes a little more sense than the other two who are waiting for it because it, yeah. she she goes into what get the key get the windows yeah. open a little bit. She, she's able to get her head into like she's trying to open the door. She's pinned, and, yeah. and then it suddenly like yeah lurches yeah. up on her, and then it just keeps going until the head comes clean off. Yeah, and it's just the guy comes in. The back. He's like, "What's going on?" He looks, he sees it back there, and then he's locked in as as he's gassed. There's also the weird cat in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, is that what? I didn't know what that I thought, was. I, I didn't know, know what the hell it was either, exactly. I mean, I yeah. guess it's like some sort of animal sacrifice animal, thing, but yeah. then. And then uh, the goth maid gets basically, you know, mauled again in the vagina yeah. by these German yeah, shepherds. Yeah, she gets cunnilingus death. Yeah, yeah. Nice to her. She's been <laughs> nice to them. I was like, I wrote this, you know, it was like the. Chekhovian use of the growling German shepherds in the yard. You know, eventually you know they're going to maul a half-naked woman. <laughs> they're there. And then, yeah, I thought we'd have some kind of... Patrick stabs his daddy in the heart, though, you know, or makes ah, him stab yeah. himself up. That's sort of the ultimate betrayal, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what I, I really learned, especially watching this movie with subtitles in Italian, which is the only way it's available, I guess, but... uh if I ever get into a tight spot in Italy, if I'm in trouble. Aiuto, aiuto, aiuto. That's get screamed a lot. Very good. Yes. Yeah. And lots of and during these fights and cat fights, disgraziato and uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, bastardo, bastardo. Yes. Also, Patrick types in English. That was another thing I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. He he types in English, so they must have had some intent of right trying to get it over here yeah. and again with the typewriter you know they're, they're yeah. keeping that 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 theme alive but he don't that's only like once right just like, once yeah he says help me or danger or something i i can't even remember but it's something like that it's some kind of distress signal yeah get ready for the close-up gynecological exams. <laughs> yeah, right. uh but look comatose uh, all these the way. movies, Comatose these Italian all the way, movies, yes. like I don't, I can't think of. I mean, I must have watched twenty of them this summer and and beyond, and and the worst ones are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you you, you have a, I, you know, I certainly have a, a a lower bar for how I judge those things. Right. I'm not I'm not looking for right. great technical prowess, but no. they they completely hold my attention, and they yeah. usually. Look, I I I've talked to like great directors and and many people about this you know and they're like you know you can have this movie suck for an hour if you have a good beginning and you land the ending people will not notice yeah they'll forget right and uh you know it's certainly true here i mean there's a lot of good stuff throughout but the, the, it ends well at least the, the final act is is everyone is uh killed in disgusting ways and nude everyone is made and nude everyone yes. is nude and none of the guys want anything to do with them i guess maybe <laughs> drug dealer guys could have a thing going with the lady you know but she yeah. gets her head sliced off and then he's only alive for a few more seconds before he's gassed to death so um Hell and is patrick God. does patrick still live at the end of this one well that's the thing it just kind of ends right 
and uh, we don't know. Lydia kind of just stands next to him, and that's the end of it. His eyes pop up, and we're, we're out. Right. It's too bad they didn't make a third one, because if they had made a third one, they could have called it Patrick the Hattrick. Still, still lives. <laughs> Patrick still go. lives, parentheses. No, really, this time. I'm serious. <laughs> well, Patrick Healy still lives. Well, and, God uh, bless it. Thank God well, for Thank you so much day. for co-piloting this week. My pleasure, fabulous. my honor, of course. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about Busting Loose and uh, DC Cab. And I think we're actually going to do it, everybody. So uh, we will not switch titles on you. I'm going to be the first one to give you shit if we don't, though. <laughs> I will accept it. On behalf of the audience, yes. as, as, a, as a loyal listener, yes. Crackpot Cinema. So uh, may I ask you to wish us uh, to crack or get off the pot? Ladies and gentlemen, crack or get off the pot. Thank you, Pat Healy. Thank you, Ben Reiser. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Talk to you soon. My pleasure. All right. Glorious.